Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show. Today's going to be a Bible study edition, a brief Bible study, actually, regarding the subject of prayer. In fact, really, the subject is prayer, but of course, we're going to turn to some scriptures about prayer, what the Bible says about prayer. Although I should say, many of my detailed Bible studies and lessons and radio shows where I've shared all kinds kinds of suggestions and scriptures about the importance of a prayer time, a quiet time, a daily interaction with God, stuff I've done before. Well, since I've already done the details, you're not going to hear that detail today. What we have today is more along the lines of a footnote. Well, several footnotes. The verse I'm going to start with in the New Testament is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. I have a very important reason, a very specific reason for starting with this verse. You'll understand in a moment. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, it's actually just verse 17, pray without ceasing, that I wanted to key in on. I did want to give you a little bit of context. We take scripture out of context far too often. So here's the Apostle Paul writing the Thessalonians, telling them to rejoice, give thanks, that's God's will. And he's adding in there, pray without ceasing. Well, I've seen Christians come up with interesting interpretations for this verse, pray without ceasing. We'll get back to that. In my many years of talking about effective prayer times, I have often suggested making an appointment with God. Now, what do I mean by that? Do I mean get out your calendar? Well, that wouldn't hurt. Get out your calendar, write it down if you're still using a pen and paper or program it into some kind of electronic calendar or iPad or iPhone. But the point is, meet God every day at the same time and the same place. Now you're thinking, well, Bob, isn't God everywhere? Yes, God is everywhere. He's infinite, but you're not. You're finite. And if you want to have a good relationship with God, you have to at least give him the same kind of courtesy and time you would give a friend. If you had an appointment to meet a friend for coffee or lunch, or there was some kind of Bible study or bingo game you were attending once a week, and you didn't show up, you just didn't show up, you know somebody's going to say something about it. Maybe they'll hassle you and lay a guilt trip on you. Maybe they'll be more gracious and just say we missed you. But you're going to have to have some kind of discussion. You're going to owe them an explanation. We don't do that with God. We just assume God understands. Oh, I don't need to explain to God why I didn't show up for my prayer time. He already knew. He knows everything. And I didn't have to say anything because he can read my mind. Oh, yeah. Are you going to take advantage of God because of his nature? He can't help it if he's all-knowing. He still wants to have a relationship with with you. It's better for you. It changes you to have that time with God. Now, you could pray anywhere. Some people are morning people. They get up in the morning, they sit down in the living room, they close their eyes, they bow their heads. People talk about prayer closets. Some people have prayer closets. Some people like to go to chapels. I'm more of an outdoor person. For many, many years throughout college, I would go outside in my backyard at night, look up at the stars, and they're so majestic, I would feel close to God. Later on, I became more of a morning person, so I started doing a prayer walk around Santee Lakes. 
I would pray in my mind and not talk out loud to myself because you pass people by and you don't have to act like an idiot just because you're praying. But in my mind, I was praying or humming or singing in my mind, praise songs. Those are better sung in my mind than if I sang them out loud. But I became a morning person and that was my time. Lately, I've returned to the stars outside and I've continued being a morning person. I do both, but I'm not saying you have to do both. Most people pray to God in the morning if they're morning people, in the evening if they're evening people. I just happen to become both kinds of people. You have a choice. It doesn't even have to be morning. It could be midday. I'm not telling you how long it has to be. I'm just saying whatever it is, wherever it is, make it consistent. Make an appointment with God. Do we have scripture for this? Scripture for going away to a special place that's yours and God's, or at least getting away and isolating yourself, doing concentrated time? Well, yeah, we have Luke chapter 5, Jesus withdrew to pray. We have Moses on Mount Sinai with God for 40 days and 40 nights. And later on, he continued meeting with God in the tent of meeting. Okay, well, God had a special calling for Moses. He was giving him commandments. He was leading the people. God has a special calling for you too. He wants to interact with you. He wants to give you direction. He wants to listen to your prayer requests. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. What about David? David was a shepherd for many years before he became king. Shepherds are talked about a lot in the Bible. The 23rd Psalm, the shepherd's prayer. This is probably because the solitude and the nature and the isolation of a shepherd made it easy for them to think about God and pray to God and listen to God. Can you just imagine the terrific interaction David as a shepherd had with God for so many years before he was chosen? chosen to be king through the prophet Samuel who visited his family. Undoubtedly, that had something to do with God's decision to choose David as king, the many years of prayer. God called David a man after his own heart. And back to the New Testament, James 4, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Okay, a lot of stuff we could look at. And as I said, I've done these Bible studies before. This is kind of a review, but I have an interesting wrinkle today. I want to take it back to that verse I started with, pray without ceasing, because on its face, it looks like a contradiction to going away and having quality time with God. It seems to be saying that throughout your day, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, even if you're with other people, you can always shoot up a prayer to God. Well, that's true, of course, but here's my question. How does your daily appointment with God work along with the scripture, pray without ceasing. Does this really mean that we're praying every second of the day? Of course not. Nobody prays every second of the day. I'm sure there are Christians that make that claim. Actually, I've met Christians which make that claim. (laughs) When somebody makes this claim, they're claiming to do something that's absolutely impossible. You know that. I know that. I know there's always another scripture you can pull out of the hat. With God, all things are possible. Yes, context, my friend, context. With God, all that he wants to do in and through your life is possible. But one of the things he wants you to do is to have a life. He created you in his image, just as he creates, you create. Maybe you create computer programs. Maybe you build houses. Maybe you're an architect. Maybe you're a plumber. Maybe you're a mechanic. Procreation, relationships, which bring children. That's part of creation too. And he created you to be a social being, to have friends, to have family, to interact, to laugh together, to cry together. He didn't expect you to spend every waking minute doing nothing but praying. When you do these other things he created you to do, that's important as well. So what did Paul mean when he said pray without ceasing? 
He meant an attitude of prayer. He meant that your relationship with God is more important to you than anything else. He meant that you were in the habit of prayer. You pray a lot. At the drop of a hat, in a moment's time or notice, you might just stop and pray if need be. He didn't mean that you were praying 24-7. How do you do that in the eight hours while you're sleeping? Oh, well, I pray in my dreams, God. Doesn't the Bible talk about dreams? My friends, we need to get real. Yeah, God uses dreams. Yeah, he wakes people up when they sleep. I think you all understand the point that I'm making. Pray without ceasing means an attitude of prayer, but it does create an interesting question, and I get this all the time. People say, okay, yeah, I understand, Bob. It's good to have a special time with God in an isolated place, a prayer chapel or under the stars or a nature walk or closing your eyes or bowing your heads or in your prayer closet. That's great as a general rule. But isn't it also true that I can pray anywhere because God is everywhere? Can I pray to God while I'm in the shower? Can I pray to God while I'm driving? Yeah, you can pray to God in those places. You can pray to God everywhere. But do you really want to pray to him in the shower? Some people, this may be hard to believe, some people take a shower for the purpose of getting clean. That's what they're thinking about. That's what they're concentrating on. But you want to shoot up a prayer to God while you're in the shower? Sure. Driving? Yeah, you can pray to God while you're driving, but you really should be concentrating on the road. Now, I will say this about driving. Sometimes just singing praise songs while you're driving, that's not much different than having the radio on or praise songs on your iTunes or any kind of music. I don't always feel like I have to have a praise song on. If it's beautiful music, I enjoy it. If it's good music, I enjoy it. Doesn't always have to be a praise song or a hymn. But the point is, we listen to things a lot while we're driving. Sometimes it is musical. If your mind goes on autopilot and you're doing kind of a singing to God, a worshiping to God, maybe you could do that while you're driving. But if you're concentrating on formulating prayers, you do run the risk of maybe not keeping your eye on the road. I realize we're all different. You know your own skills. You know your own tolerance level. You know your own concentration abilities. You know your own reflexes. So it's up to you. But I would just say, as a general rule, consider the fact that driving or being in the shower or shaving, that's not necessarily the best place to be having a special moment of quietness and concentration with God. On the subject of shaving, though, that's something I enjoy doing. I shave every day. I always make this joke when my wife and I are in front of the mirror. Every morning, women put their faces on and men take their faces off. I enjoy shaving. So supposing I'm in the middle of getting ready in the morning, and while I'm shaving, many thoughts do pour through my mind, and sometimes I will stop and throw a prayer out to God. I will send it up to God in the middle of taking a shave. Is that valid prayer? Yes. Is it meant to replace your appointment with God, your morning appointment with God, or your evening appointment with God? No, it is not meant to replace that. It's something on top of that, if you wish, but it is not a replacement. So yeah, pray to God anytime and anywhere you want, but don't forget your special quiet time each day. It's like your relationship with people again. Let's use that analogy again. Texting is the big thing these days. In the middle of your day, over lunch, sometimes at work, wherever you are, you may stop and you may shoot a text out to a friend. But you know that your relationship with your friend means getting together for personal, one-on-one, -on -one, interactive, quality time. You cannot maintain a true friendship by texting. 
You cannot maintain a true friendship with people in your family by texting. I know there are exceptions. I know people move. I know they communicate as best as they can. I'm talking ideally. An ideal relationship with another human being is an in-person relationship with another human being. But sure, there'll be times you'll send them a quick text. So yeah, go ahead. Send as many texts to God as you want during the day. But don't forget your appointment with God. This is Bob Siegel making the obvious obvious.